Welcome back again and um, welcome to uh, the latest edition of Chewing the Cork podcast hosted by Joe, Greg and Ed in which we discuss life's trials, tribulations, uh, occasioning, occasionally amusing moments and uh, embarrassing moments as well. Um, so how have your weeks been? Good. Yeah. Okay. You've been away, Greg. You've Literally had, also away. You had your uh, Portugal trip. I've been away. Well, we did have a Portugal trip to, to meet up with distant rallies. But uh, yes, we also had a, um, a bit of English seaside stuff, which yes. in April should not normally involve sunbathing mm. and factor 30, but did for three consecutive days on the really? Dorset coast, which was absolutely fantastic. Oh, wow. And there is no better place Nothing to be. Nothing better. Really? Nothing better. Um, unfortunately, quite a lot of other people have decided that as well, <laughs> and it was absolutely rammed. But yeah. um, but it was uh, it was joyous. Yeah, no, it was exceptional weather, wasn't it? Brilliant. Now I must actually just mention we haven't had a fashion slot for ages, but but your outfit today is just has to, has to be commented on. Talk us through this little number. What what, what is that number? It's sort of, <laughs> It's like a very big t-shirt. It's, it's like a very, it's sort you know of, it's it, like a wicking material as well. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a you know, sporty long it dress. It's a, it's a dress made from sporty fabric. It's, it's maxi dress. So yes. it has two splits at the side. And then it's, the top part is like a sports top. One would, that will, one would zip up. It one bit? It's all connected. It's all, it's a one piece. It's God. a onesie. Without yeah. lace. I mean, it's it's and like it's a so comfortable and it's and it's I think it's quite jaunty. Is it something that you it's would wear on the tennis court? Yes, well, it's quite it? mod. Quite, I could see if Paul Weller was a woman, him wearing something like this. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to go through quite a few hurdles. <laughs> Not that he together. could be accused of being anywhere near that. The yeah. nice blonde hair. He's got halfway there, I suppose. Anyway, and well, has he got yeah. He has, but I don't think there's any for, for the avoidance of, of doubt in anyone. And the brand that might is Garni, which is a Scandi brand, so G A W N I. Okay. Scandi brand, um, very very popular at the moment with right. fashionistas all over the place. Good plug. I'm plan. not. I'm looking at you, Greg. Yeah, no <laughs> idea. Just trying to, and um, yeah, and then just some little. Just accessorise with some some sporty little shoes. Yes. Which say, oh Fendi. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you put them together. Yes, definitely. <laughs> wow, it's all kicking off. Brilliant. It is. And so accessorised with a fluorescent um, wristband. Yes. Wow. Which is, yeah. It's good. Good. So Love it. Loving that look. That's my look for today. May I point out, though, <laughs> that you've all come in with your sky blues everywhere. Yes. Yeah. But only one of us has been daring enough to wear, wear a slightly off grey red. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, I suppose, daring is one way of putting yeah. it, yes. Well, AJ would be pleased, because for him that would be like claret and blue. Yeah, 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 good point. Excellent. Um, so, um, I suppose, I mean, just by, by way of update, it's been quite, an, quite a stressful week at the, uh, in the household here, um, due mainly to the um, illness of my mother-in-law, which has been... Um, I think this would definitely fall under the shite category with a little bit of delight, hopefully at the end, um, with the outcome. But but just to, just to, to sort of cut a, a very long story short, my mother-in-law, who is in her 80s, um, has had an ongoing issue with um, 
um, stomach issues for probably six to eight weeks, um, pretty well bed bound and just horrendous. Not been uh, the GP's not been able to identify anything. That all came to a head um, Wednesday the tenth, um, and the pain was just so bad that her GP sent her into hospital where she stayed for a whole week uh, whilst they did various investigations, CT scans, prodded around, couldn't find anything at all um, and was sort of, uh, there was a feeling then that you know, the, trying to get the communication of what have you actually tested for, what have you ruled out, what have you not, it's like getting blood out of a stone but anyway after all those tests they found nothing and on third on the wednesday before easter they decided that um she should be uh discharged because they needed the beds and typical the whole hospital was completely full um discharged her um wednesday and got home and had an absolute shocking night deteriorated back in on thursday day before Good Friday and um, for those of you familiar with with NHS practice will know that over the weekends and over bank holidays effectively the hospital shut down that there, there is there is a it's not even a skeleton staff it is there's no x-ray departments running there's there's probably one doctor for the entire hospital who you know are understandably focusing on the A&E and the emergencies. So um, she was shunted into a, a, a side room and, and was there from Thursday all the way through to um, Tuesday. And, and basically they're just saying, you know, we don't know what's wrong with you. you know, but, but were they able to administer any pain relief? Um, she, could, she couldn't by, by um, Sunday, Monday, um, she's vomiting everything up. Nothing is nothing is going through her. Yeah. She she could only just sip water. She could have no mm. food. Um, even taking a pill would virtually come up straight away. A hideous, just yeah, bile oh. bile coming up and just horribly distressing. So she hadn't actually eaten for a week. Give or take. Um, and they're just, oh, you know, it's, it's fine. We think it might be pancreatitis. Not really sure. Can't really do a CT scan because no one's here. Um, and then eventually, so Tuesday night, um, it, absolute deterioration, just completely, you know, she's in, in a, lot of, a lot of trouble. And they eventually realised that um, she needs to have emergency treatment. So x-ray, CT scan identify the problem, umbilical hernia, possibly a um, bit of the bowel as well, gone through that hernia as well. Um, and they said, well, okay, you need, you need to be operated on now. Um, but she didn't have a lot of time to think, which is probably not a bad thing because she would probably have you know, worried a lot. Um, but anyway, the, the mortality risk was whatever, 3% and yeah, you, Basically, no brainer. Crack on. You've got, mm. you've got to get it done. This is this is horrendous. Um, and and luckily, the surgeon, the relevant surgeon, was there, and he was like, "I can do it today." 
Here we go. Um, uh, that's quite rare, I would imagine, yeah. isn't it? Very rare. It's like, okay, well, it is an emergency, and so I can operate and will operate on, on you today, subject to your consent. Fine, tick box. In she went, all sorted out, um, and she's recovering now. And basically, the, and pain the, free. Uh, largely pain free, eating, drinking. Um, and the extraordinary thing that, that is that the consultant, I suppose the surgeon stroke consultant, came around and saw her the day after the operation and said, um, Well, it's a good job you went in when you did, because I wouldn't be talking to you now if we hadn't done it that day. Which, which is kind I, of a com a, like a giveaway comment, but actually very. I mean, talk about admitting negligence. Yeah, yeah. So, so hold on, she'd had the condition for a week. She'd been discharged once. You'd had to take it back in the next day. Yes. And they operated that night or that day. And no, they no, no, they didn't. Well, no, no. She was she was sent back in on Thursday before Good Friday. She was there the whole weekend. Yeah. They didn't do any tests until Tuesday. She's there four days before they actually. She just sat in a bed, vomiting. She's on a drip. Did she's on a drip. drip. Yeah. They're just saying, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but there is no, there is no um, staff and facilities over over at Easter to to find out what the problem is. So, if it had been another day, she'd have died, basically. So. Can't be that uncommon. Like that. I know that I know that my brother went to his hospital. He had to have a procedure. I don't know we say procedure or operation, but he had the operation done. But it was on Friday, yeah. I think, or on a Thursday. And the, and it was fine to start off with when you're on the heavy dose of morphine. But then the doctor goes home for the weekend. Yeah. And they're just duty people there. But they're not allowed to prescribe anything additional yeah. without talking to the consultant who's done the first operation or something. He yeah. was in agony for a whole weekend in a hospital yeah. in London. And no one was able to do anything about it. And he just did, he's in agony. Absolute agony. It's Have you either. read This Is Going to Hurt by Adam yes. K? Have you read it? Yes. Have you read it? No. You should, you, you'd really like it. You'd enjoy it. It's very, very It's brutal. Good. It's hilarious and heartbreaking. This is going to hurt by... Adam Kay, who's a com oh, he's now yeah. a comedian, yes, but he was a doctor. Yeah. You know, you've know heard of him. Yeah, yeah. You should read it. You'd like it. It's oh, quick. Yeah. I mean, it takes like... It won't take you any time. It's, it's, is it like kind of lots of different anecdotes? That it's, helpful. So yes. it's like it shouldn't happen to a vet, but it shouldn't happen to a doc kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's very, very funny. It's uh, really funny. Poignant. It's then heartbreaking. Yeah. But what I, what I just find absolutely extraordinary is that I'm... That the NHS effectively and hospitals shut down over the weekend yeah. and bank holidays. But is it yeah. just because because we sort of touched on silly? I mean, is it just that because they are different? I aren't don't they? know whether it's different, but um, my is it just the you know, bad luck that she went to that one? I don't know. I don't know how, but I do know because Jeremy Hunt um, tried to sort this out, didn't he, uh, a couple of years back that. The NHS and hospital services should be a seven-day-a-week service. There shouldn't be any difference. But in practice, y y if you're going to get seriously ill, do it on a Tuesday to yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Because Saturday, Sunday, you are not going to get the full treatment. I mean, I accept it might be different in some hospitals, but in general terms, it will not be the same. It's amazing, isn't it? It's it, beyond it is belief. absolutely extraordinary that you could go in and for four days over Easter... She, she didn't see a doctor. They didn't do a test, and she's vomiting, mm. and she hasn't eaten for a week.
Have you got anything, <laughs> Joe, more delightful well, than that? It's, it's, it's not. I, I feel a bit. I feel a bit shallow now because I'm going to talk about vintage and the joy of vintage. Yes. Which is vintage kind of, for those people who don't necessarily know what you mean. Well, no, but not just clothes, but furniture and I mean basically second hand or third hand or fourth hand. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean, I've always kind of been quite a fan of it because that's how it was brought up to being a child of the sixties and seventies to make do amend and recycle. Yeah. So I've always been really into it. And when I moved to London, I had great times in Rocket, which is that vintage. Have you heard of Rocket? which is the vintage clothing, which is fabulous. And was very, yes, was so on the scene. Of, yeah, it was on the scene way before anyone really sort of took on mm. recycling as mm. a climate, mm. a climate mantle kind of thing. So I've always been a huge fan of it. And, but since I moved out of London, it's, you know, you sort of bit online for rock, you can do a bit online, but it's not great. And then, but recently there's been quite a few places around us mm. sprouting up. And, yeah. and I just had a tremendous time yesterday because poking around for bits of old furniture to upcycle and you know decorate mm. so you buy an old piece and do it up yeah and um is that another word that i'm not yet familiar with i am now upcycle <laughs> we could upcycle you if you want <laughs> i could do it a bit redecorate sorry upcycling is yeah so you buy a vintage piece like a, a, an old chest yeah. or an old chest of drawers yeah. that might look a little bit worse for wear although it, you know, it just depends. Some people do them up before they sell them second hand or third hand, whatever. But the idea is you can get something pretty cheap. So a nice chest of drawers or yeah. a nice bookcase, which otherwise would call, cost, cost you, yeah. I mean, up with some 400 quid for yeah. a nice bookcase. And you can get it for like, you know, 50 quid yeah, or something. Yeah. Do it up and it looks fantastic. And then you can either pass it on or... or it's funny, isn't it? Because like I said, when I look back, my mother was very much you don't throw things out until it's absolutely... I think it's it really is our generation that has been... Mm. I, I think we must have... I mean, obviously, it was the beginnings of it. But I look at my childhood, and like I say, we... we, we my dad would go to the dump once every six months or something. Yeah. You know, and that wasn't a great deal of stuff. It wasn't... You know, we. She, my mother was very, very conscious of it. So you say this... Our children are generating... But I think it's only really skipped. Yeah. It's almost like it's this in the space of twenty, okay, yes. twenty to thirty years. We've we've really gone hell for leather and knew is best and all this. And actually, it's only yes. that amount of time, and yet we've caused all this damage. It's a really interesting kind of. It is. Well, I said that they might have got it a bit, but hold on. I mean, everyone wants the latest um, gadgets, and you can't upcycle gadgets, can you? Not really. And computers and TVs no. and things like no. that. You cannot do any upside. I don't know. No, but we, I think we're going to have to start, aren't we? I, mean, that, I don't know how you can because the well, technology because, moves because at such technology, a pace. Yes, I know, but those com companies have got to take responsibility for what's going on on the planet. Sooner, I mean, mm. this is the thing is they can't, it, it can't just be the consumer having all the pressure. And this is my, this is warfare. I think this is a massive issue because the consumer is taking all the pressure at the moment. If you think about what's the media and how everyone approaches it, but actually these companies who make millions and millions have got to start looking at ways of doing it. If, we, if we've got to, they've got to. Well, what are you talking about, recycling? No, I'm to, well, there's a lot of pressure on us, isn't there? Oh, you know, make sure you, you don't buy things now in plastic cartons, don't buy plastic, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things. But how, really, the pressure's been put on the consumer, but 
the, the companies, the companies are making stuff are still getting away with making it and producing it and well, putting because, it. Yeah, but the but the, pe- the the turnover, the speed of turnover of, of fashion and gadgetry now is far greater than it was when we were growing up. Because oh, of no, the technology, no, no, no. and I so I I mean I I take your point a bit that you know they're more conscious about the recycling. We never had we didn't have the opportunity to be we recycled whenever we could. I mean we sent everything into the blue piece that we could, you know. Yeah. But they were only doing bottle tops, mm. and newspapers we went to a certain place. But but the we were always very conscious. We never littered. You never did yeah, all that exactly. stuff. Um, but. It, I would like to reduce the demand. I know people have to be employed and produce stuff, and you know, and that has to be bought. But it's the speed of turnover; it's just so frenetic. But, but if you can find a way to recycle the materials in a defunct yes, 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 yeah. They, that so means you would still be employing them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Um, I don't know what I'm saying really, but that, but uh, it is. I, I, the, I, I get what you. I mean, what you're saying is that. That, that electrical goods, computers, etc., evolve so fast that actually your computer from ten years ago will no will no longer be fit for purpose, or five yeah, years ago. Five, yeah. So, so therefore, you have to replace it. Have to in inverted commas. Yeah. People do, and they will continue to do. So, how do you solve? What do you do with the old one? But that's partly the because if you because like what happened with my phone, my phones. I always keep my phone for ages because I don't really see the point in changing them. But when it gets to a point, Apple just and I will mention Apple because they're one of the biggest, and I'm sure that they're all the same. They start not up allowing you to update your phone, so you're forced. Yeah. Now, what that should be, and I know they do, and they'll say, "Oh, well, yeah, but we do recycle because you can go and take your old iPad mm-hmm. and." We'll, f- we'll sell you a, another old pa- iPad for 100 quid. Well, I did do that. And the new one that I bought for 100 quid, which was a recycled one, only lasted six months. Mm. And then it, it, it felt, it, it, it com- refuses to work. And this thing, this built-in obsolescence they talk about. Yeah, and I, I, well, I agree. And I think, well, yes, and I think that's the point. So we've got to, they've got it, and they say, well, it's got to be worth our while to do that. But I think that attitude, it, mm-hmm. That's the attitude that's stopping. That's why well, we're having all these problems. Are, they, they make You've got money. to make it worth our well. well mm. No, because yeah. if you know, like, unless you don't want anyone left on the planet, I mean, and then mm. we're all done for, aren't we? But I mean, it's it's this kind of getting companies to realise. I think that they do owe a duty of care to the consumer. That's been forgotten about. You know, the duty of care. They owe us a duty of care. They owe us a duty of care to make sure if I buy a recycled iPad, which I did, being the trying to do my bit mm. for the whole planet and all these poor people over in develop, the developing countries which are taking all the rubbish from us. And yet, it, it, it falls apart in six months. So now I've got, to put, I've got to bin it. There's no other... I can't do anything else with it. Mm. And he'll say, they'll say, well, you should have bought the new one. Mm. Yes, you, you think there, yeah. should, there should be a method where, for the right price, you should be able to take in your existing high pad pod whatever and they should be able to upgrade it for a price yeah for a price yeah I'm saying for because, free, yes. because people are more in tune with yeah recycling yeah. and keeping things yeah but isn't this where all the carbon points came in years ago I mean you know back your you know whether you're positive or negative and you're, you're yes so it should be I mean it should the only way it's ever going to work for companies is going to be a straightforward financial decision for a company isn't it they just got to be more expensive to to buy their, whenever they get audited for their carbon, yeah, um, 
footprint, the, 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 the penalties need to be higher because it's the only way they'll, mm. they'll act on it. Hugely topical, and not least because of the protests in London that, that I've ex seen firsthand with um, the big pink yacht being parked on Oxford Circus, which was. Oh, really? You well, well, yes, on one level, of course. You know, it's it's amusing. It's quite um, it's quite uh, easy to feel a lot of sympathy for the for the message they're trying to get across. Uh, but when it's, once it gets to a point when it's disrupting business for a long a lot of time, then it clearly has other permutations which are quite um, quite interesting. And we had an interesting debate in in the office about. Well, you know, this is peaceful, but uh, the longer it goes on, the more I think most sort of things tend to attract the ne'er do wells yeah. who are thinking, mm, yeah, I'll get a bit, getting a bit, bit involved with this, might be a bit of rucking. Um, <laughs> and yeah, how long do you let it go on for? I mean, you, you could see the police presence building and building and building. You think, right, any minute now they're going to wade into these guys. Yeah. But I don't think they, it, it never came out into that sort of tear gassing type thing. But you know, Which is quite surprising. Yeah. Do we use that here then? Not necessarily tear gas, but just the more, you know, the you are getting off here now attitude. Yeah. Because they're more standoffish than that. I was in, I was away. Yeah. I but I, I, I thought it, because it went on and on and on, it was costing millions in lost, yeah. lost revenue for, yeah. for retailers, mm -hmm. etc. And I just having the debate with, with younger people in, in the office and that, that, I was saying that yes, look, the police presence is obviously building. It looks like they are going to move them on, and and I was asked the question, well, but 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 surely that can't be right because it's a peaceful demonstration. To which I said, well, that is true, but how long do you let them stay there for? A week, a month, a year? They're on they're on they're in the middle of Oxford Circus. You can't allow them to stay forever. You have to have a method at some point of removing them. But anyway, I mean, it was done. Did they need a mask? Because that was what I was horrified by. When they seemed to clear off the patch, and they'd left like loads of litter and stuff. Well, that's not I, very good for the climate, is it? I, I didn't see, I didn't see that. So I, it's I can't kind of a bit hypocritical. I think I think as long as you do things and you're yeah. not hypocritical, you try yeah. or try not to be. It's very difficult not to be. Hypocritical, yeah, but yeah. But anyway, I thought it was quite interesting that um, the sixteen-year-old from Stockholm, who came in to talk to the MPs this week, Greta, Greta, is it? Um, she, she's obviously got the ear and saw Jeremy Corbyn and the head of the Green Party and everything else and, and she fly here? Uh, oh, no, she got the train she got the train but there was an awful lot of um, people getting on that bandwagon on both sides some saying isn't it marvellous and how brilliant it is that somebody so young can talk eloquently and about you know, we feel terrible we haven't done more and others have been on the other side saying you know she's a privileged kid because you know she's the yeah. daughter of an ex eurovision singer as, as if that was relevant and is that true? It is true <laughs> it's true so oh so there were there were there were these haters on twitter saying oh no we'll you know, that far, but... why should we listen to this privileged girl and and the person doing it i won't name it because Otherwise, Joe get upset about litigious things. But <laughs> somebody who was the son of a peer who was um, allowed into Oxford or Cambridge 
under dubious circumstances, let's say they didn't necessarily get the grades, but mm. but favours were pulled, mm. and this guy was pouting off saying, "Why are we listening to this sixteen-year-old privileged girl?" And it's like, oh, "Hello, yeah. pot mm. and kettle." But, <laughs> but I do think a lot of these things are kind of middle class. It's that whole middle class, what I call like a disease thing. That who the hell do they think is listening to all this? Because it, it ain't a lot... I mean, most people go about... I'm, I'm not kidding, but most people go about their daily lives and go, what? What climate? What climate change? Mm-hmm. Not most people, that's, that's unfair. But, but most people, they're struggling to put food on the table for their families, mm-hmm. a lot of people. So the fact that you've got some... I mean, honestly, I think we're privileged because we can analyse it and discuss mm. it and and... Well, you say that, but I can't discuss this very knowledgeably. No, but we can. We've got we we're privileged because we we can get the information and we 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 can mm. talk about it. But the, because we've got the choice to talk about it and we've got the choice to do something about it, but a lot of people don't. And I I do feel that a lot of this stuff is very much aimed at a particular part of society. And mm. outside that little bubble, there's all sorts of other things going on, and. It's, it, it's, that's what kind of irritates me that, and I know I'm a sucker for it because I listen to it and I absorb it and I argue about it and I think about it and I dwell on it. So I'm a sucker for it. But I do think that sometimes how do we get it, mm. how can you make it a more palatable Message. story for everyone? Yes, yes, well, yeah. yeah. Well, tricky, isn't it? But if we, don't, if we don't do something as a, um, as a worldwide community we will be extinct within 100 years or 200 or whatever the number is but mm. the, the the damage to the planet from from the limited amount that i i can yeah. see and I, yes i haven't read it up and i'd like to read up and will do is it is a significant problem and it's only getting worse and unless we somehow address the use of non-recyclable plastics or whatever it is the catastrophic effect on the world is like huge. So, Greg, what's your sod it this week? Well, it, it follows on from what Joe has introduced to the conversation, which is how the new, the younger generation are more responsible um, about the climate. And it just, I mean, it's come a slightly different way, but it reminds me of that just revolting ad. <laughs> that I see all the time, um, which involves a watch and looking after, <laughs> looking after uh, a family heirloom for future generations. Basically, it was a fantastic advertising brief, and I'm sure the the um, the uh, the product is absolutely sound, but the advertising that it created is yeah. horrific. Um, it just makes my blood boil every time I see them. These are the yeah. black and white ads on the back of every. <laughs> Yes. Every um, magazine that, that you ever see. Anyway, the um, the sodic this week is called pathetic, and the clue is that pathetic is spelled with a K at the end. <laughs> I think we we've got the hint. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know which one it is. And again, there is nothing against the product. This is about the advertising, all right. Too often, when I turn the final page of any supplement or magazine. I have to clench my teeth to stop the rage I should be flying into, having seen another one of those demeaning ads where future perfect model and his watch 
with young male heir beside him, shows us dads how he has lifted manhood up a notch or two, but I've yet to see the wife, who I suspect has long since done a bunk in search of someone who can share her life far from our 2D onanistic hunk. I'll take a breath. I'm sure you get the gist. His heart's desire is on and off his wrist. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I did have to breathe. Well, the, the idea is that when you read it, you don't breathe Wait. until the end. Oh, is that right? I'll, <laughs> I'll take a breath. Like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. They are very well coiffured, aren't they? That family. There's a lot of big, flouncy hair. I'm back in my, you know, when I used to work in advertising, it's just like, if you, the person responsible for casting, directing and shooting that should be shot. I think, <laughs> sorry, it's just... Along with a whole load of other people. I just find it just so... It's, it's, it's Ferrero Rocher gone mad. I mean, it's just, it's beyond Ferrero <laughs> Rocher. I do, I do want to stick though. my finger down my throat every time. I mean, I, and again, the pro, nothing against... The watch. And it's a shame because mm. actually they are, although my, my son says, has it gotten great? I don't know, but and you said they're fantastic. Yes, I think they are. It's been a great product. Does he want, and that's why they can last for more but than so two is this, Does he want your other half to buy one so that he can hand it down to you? <laughs> Is that, is he's actually fallen for that. Mate, no, I just, I, no, because I don't think he really knows about the act. But when I mention the name, when we're talking about watches, it, oh, it's always a name, the brand that comes up. Yeah. Because it's up there. Well, you think of it, yeah. But then I Geneva. think about the ad and I just want to kind of vomit. Yeah, so is it a case of, I mean, it must work. Otherwise, it wouldn't, because this, this campaign has been running for years and but years and they, years. Yeah. But, so, but you think, I, I don't know. I mean, as a brand enhancer, how much has that done? I don't, I don't. Ed's looking at his watch. It's not both. It's no, not I, I, I'm, I'm just, in, I'm just, in, just pondering on the, on the thing. How can you actually tell? I mean, from an advertising point of view, those sort of adverts, no one's going to walk into, watch the Switzerland and say, I want one of those because I, mean, I, I want one of these because I see look, an advert. Like My son wants me to get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite a, I, I'm actually quite interested in how people measure and how advertising uh, executives decide, right, I'm going to spend this amount on TV, this amount on magazines, this amount on billboards. How on earth does anyone measure the impact of the various mediums? Um, well, I just don't know the answer to that because I'm just in the creative side, which is why I've got a creative angle yeah. on this ad. But, um, well, outdoors. So, I mean, there, there's so much that goes into yeah. about the planning and... Um, strategizing and all the rest of it yeah um and analysis of it must work yeah. but the thing is now what i'm saying is i am not that target market it just makes yeah. me want to throw up mm. yeah. but um and i wouldn't but the thing is i wouldn't buy any really fancy watch anyway so yeah I'm, see I'm, i would I yeah would. So, and so i have but i but but i think it i don't know it doesn't make me want to buy it for that reason yeah no. i i mean for for that's the thing, it's, it's so um, subjective because I look at it and I think, God, that's just, that, that is the vision of everything I do not want to be, that yeah, person. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, there's no way I'm going to buy it. Yeah. And if I, had to, if I had to buy a watch that was made in Geneva, <laughs> yeah. or in Switzerland, I mean, they're in Geneva, I'm sure. I think oh, yeah. Um, but then that would not be one of them. Yeah. I can't <laughs> Anyway, that was it. Yeah. That was my Solid. Well, very good. Um, so, Joe, have you? We've had your. We've had your delight. Yes. Do you want anything shitey you need to get off your chest? 
Um, well, and I, I, all I was going to say was I just, I, I, it's, it's a funny thing really, because I was just thinking it's a bit of a shame because I, I, something caught my eye the other day and I started reading it and then it led me on to read about that this year is the 20th anniversary of the death of um, John Kennedy Jr., Right, skiing accident? No, and his wife, Carolyn Bissett. No, Aeroplane. they went down in an aeroplane. Aeroplane, sorry, yeah. Just off the coast of um, North America, because they were on their way to Hyannis Port in his light aircraft. Right. And I was just thinking, gosh, how sad. I would love to have seen how their lives turned out, because they were the equivalent of the royal family in America, you know, and I oh, just actually, and it was interesting, because they were such a sort of, I mean, I know they drove them bonkers, because yeah. they had press following them all over the place but it was such a sad story because she her, one of her sisters was killed at the same time Carolyn's sisters and I just thought it was all terribly sad and I just I don't know that just made it was kind of not a shite really but just a, mm. a kind of oh that was such a sad thing yes and how old, how old were they like kind of 40 or something he was in his 40 she was 33 so Golly. she would have been yeah 50 she would have been 53 this year Golly. so I've got something else which 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 sort of forms, um, I suppose, again, it's a multiple delight shite, also for, for one individual um, uh, embarrassing moment as well, but um, they will remain anonymous. But um, just, just this relates to my eldest daughter's Harry Potter-themed party. Um, and <laughs> for those of you who don't know my daughter, um, she's a... 22 year old so it's, a, it's a, actually a really nice collection of um, various friends from university and school etc that um, she had round for this thing and they all dressed up and it was all lovely 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 drank like absolute fish but um, I, the, the delight of it was that just seeing how um, how well they interacted they did all the cooking themselves mm. all the guys were involved it was really just, just lovely to have a group of, of, of charming um, youngish people around and um, it, was, it, it was great but then, then um, inevitably the, uh, the amount of alcohol took its toll and um, by, by the early hours of the morning um, I, of course I, I, I crashed and burned having gone for my normal pace which was by, by, by 12.30 I was like right I'm afraid I'm going to have to go to bed. I'm just. Leaving. Were you at the dinner? We were at the dinner. Yeah, okay. we were at the dinner. So we, we were serving, but we were also at dinner. But but um, because I only have one pace, which basically is is a usual sort of village pace that goes out eight till one. Bosh! I was twelve thirty because we started early. I was cooked. Um, but I was. Um, they all then they all then jumped jumped in the hot tub, which was probably quite cosy since there was fourteen of them. Um, and they, they what, is your, what is the capacity generally? Six. <laughs> so there's lots of sitting on knees then. So lots and of sitting things. on knees and, and things. And um, <laughs> it was, um, and then they proceeded to have um, <laughs> apparently a massive discussion and argument about the relative merits of providing charitable funds for Notre Dame versus the Grenfell Tower. In the hot tub, 14 of them. In the hot tub, yeah, 14 of them, and apparently it all got very, very heated, um, as if they needed any more (laughs) heat in that thing. 
Um, obviously fueled by booze. I mean, they not only had a skin for the wine and whatnot, but they were now on the gin at this point in oh, time. Oh, God's sake. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, they, 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 that sort of the Grenfell incident then, then sort of dispersed the crowd and some of them rapidly got out and we're not getting involved with this discussion. And, and did they um, storm off? I don't think they stormed off. I think some of them retreated back to the kitchen, cranked the music up and, and started dancing. Um, and then, then, then the next thing that I'm aware of is my wife at 3.30 in the morning t- tapping me on the shoulder saying, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really worried. Um, I'm really worried about the, the noise um, and disturbing the neighbours. I'm like, I don't worry about them. I mean, you know, this is, this is bank holiday Friday. You know, it's quite a long way away. I think that, that don't worry about it. Um, and she said, and I'm also very worried about, I'm, I've heard so, that I'm pretty sure I've heard somebody puking outside and I'm worried about the dog going out there and <laughs> eating the puke and killing himself. Like, okay, what, well, with the alcohol poisoning? Yeah, yeah, with the alcohol poisoning. Like, well, yeah. So uh, many things to think about. So many things. Like, okay, that's a bit more of a valid thing, but let's be honest, the dog's getting on a bit. You know, what a way to go. <laughs> you're going to go, that's probably his oh ideal death row meal. Um... So, well, okay, fine, but, you know, I'm not getting involved with this, to be honest. The neighbours I'm relaxed about, I'm pretty sure they won't hear it. Um, The puking, anyway, as luck would have it, the the said vomit was was not eaten by the dog because the said vomit was actually in the hot tub. Oh, God. So, one of the party... uh, By this stage, there were only three of them left because of the the Grenfell argument. Um... One of the party just proceeded to puke in the hot tub, which I have to say, I mean, that hot tub's taken a lot of battering over the years in more ways than one. It's probably not the right term, but um, um, if this was like, I've never Painting seen pictures of anyone actually managed to vomit in a hot tub before. And you think, oh, well, that's probably. And I mean, I'd heard this in the next day. I was, I was sent to do investigate. <laughs> Right, okay. Well, it's bound to be just a mouthful because, you know, you're not, it's not hard to actually lean over the hot tub and do it outside. But no, she had failed to do that. She was in a near state of unconsciousness, had pretty well put up a hole. I mean, there was. Oh, she was sitting there in it. She was there, apparently, she's just like nodding off and it's just like, it all just. Oh oh my God, it just sounds lethal. Well, yeah. The whole combination. I the just whole. I mean, well, that's the thing. You're 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 very dehydrated because it's so hot in there anyway. She had drank. I mean, vast quantities of gin on top of wine on top of everything else. Um, this is not your daughter you're talking about. No, no, it wasn't my daughter, thankfully. Um, and uh, yeah, no, she'd had a right old go. I mean, there was the obviously there's a right old soup of carrots and <laughs> pulled pork oh and lots God. of potatoes. Oh my was emulsifying at the bottom of the hot tub so that is um so that would have been the end of the discussion in the hot tub anyway as soon as someone does that you're not going to hang around in there are you no you they solved the noise problem for the neighbors because everyone went back inside the whole thing just well as it all around this time that that everything went quiet so i was like well that's the neighbor sorted the dog will have to look after himself (laughs) but anyway so um who you called know, her out? Did someone call her out? Uh, the, the, so a, a couple of her 
chums pulled her out and sorted her out, but we put the breathalyzer on on the next day, and this is at midday the next day, and she's double over the limit. <gasps> so that will give you an idea of the amount of um, of the amount. And who ended up cleaning the old? Well, to be fair to my daughter and her boyfriend, they did have a pretty good go, at, and they got most of it out, and then um, and then I did the the last bit of it, hosed it down and whatever, which was. But anyway, so that's that's um, you know, I think there's we one of many um, embarrassing things that will become a a new feature of of our podcast going forward. Um, but I think we're probably wrapped up. But there's just one I just wanted to say to our captive audience that um, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, even though it's been a little bit morbid at times. But um, we'd really appreciate it that if you if you are enjoying it, that you subscribe and tell your friends, um, spread the word. Any suggestions, positive or negative? Well, within reason, negative. Um, Drop us a line to um, chewingthecork at gmail.com. And I think that wraps it up. Jolly good.